How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode number 154. I'm your host, Joshua J. Moskers. Special guest this week, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell people a little about what you do. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me, Josh. Uh, my name is Boogie. Uh, I run a successful small business. We're called uh, Cement Block Productions. And uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, it's uh, on Instagram. It's cementblock underscore productions. I also do a podcast called Block Talk, B-L-O-K-K Talk, and uh, I do a sports show also called Sports Stuff. Awesome. Happy to have you here, man. We were chatting real quick before the show, and I know we want to, this is going to be the bulk of the podcast, uh, the World Cup. We're recording this on December 18th. Uh, as people, uh, listeners know, we're recording a bunch of episodes in a, in a row just to help work around the, the holidays and everything like that. So we watched the World Cup final earlier today. Uh, I'll defer to you here for what are, your, what are your thoughts on the World Cup final today between Argentina and France? Oh, man. Uh, gut-wrenching to start with. It was great. It started <laughs> great because, so, uh, to me, uh, Lionel Messi is the GOAT, and people usually keep him out of the GOAT conversation because they're like, well, he's never won a World Cup. Like, that's always the bash on him. So I was like, I need him to win today to shut everybody up so they can stop putting disrespect on my boy's name. And then they go up to nothing with the free kick by Messi. And then uh, Di Maria with that great goal, uh, skipping it mm-hmm. right over the goalkeeper. And I was yeah, like, a number of one touch passes on that bag. goal. Yeah, yeah that, uh, it was so great. And I was like, yes, two nothing. Mbappe has been quiet all day and it, it's going to go perfect. Mm-hmm. And then Mbappe scores two goals in a friggin' minute, one oh. off a penalty kick. <laughs> uh, and then a minute later, he scores another goal. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, I... uh, our goalie actually showed up for us and uh, mm-hmm. got two big stops, one in the penalty kicks and then one before. And also, I don't know what was going on with that France guy where he just missed that penalty kick where the goalie jumped left and he hit it just wide right all outside of the net. But uh, yeah. I like to think the soccer guys just shined on me today. <laughs> yeah, they, oh man, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. They, they went up two nothing and the back of my mind, I hate, I actually hate when people say it, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking it where it's like two nothing, the most dangerous scoreline in sport, in soccer. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. but they're kind of right at times. And uh, yeah, as, was, as it was proven today. Brutal. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, it's the same thing that happened to them against the Netherlands, too. Um, yeah, yeah too, exactly, too. man. Exactly. I was so scared. Martinez made that save. Yeah, luckily, like the goal has been showing up in big spots. Or something. something like that. Like, there was, it was 3-3 in extra yeah, time, like and they're on the break, and he made that huge save with his foot, blocked that, the, you know, it was just a one-on-one, not one-on-one necessarily, but, you know, I mean, it was, it, that was a, a crucial save sent him the, the penalties oh. and then uh, he's been clutching penalties yeah, the whole tournament man. yeah definitely man it's it was it's been fucking perfect i was like yes thank you dear sweet baby jesus in the major and then <laughs> um also that uh that third goal by by argentina was crazy uh god yeah. i can't remember who it was dude kicked it in the goal goalie blocks it it bounces out Lionel messi kicks it in and the player runs into the back of the net, and uh, he was he was offsides, and it was just perfect. I was like, 
fuck yes. I was like, thank you. Thank you, God. Unfortunately, so I, I like to gamble, even though it's not legal in my state. I do uh, sometimes some back means of gambling. And um, I, nobody wanted to take France. Money, I'm really. like, why does... <laughs> yeah, obviously. That's all I bet was Monopoly money. I was trying to bet $200 of you know the orange bills and nobody wanted to take me. Nobody wanted to buy my property on Pacific half. I don't know why. I was like, bro, France is the favorite. Why will no one take France? And everybody's talking shit to me like, France is going to win. I'm like, then take my money. Yeah, I I honestly thought France was going to win. At the start of the tournament, even, I thought France was going to win. Uh, I, I thought, you know, they're, they are so good. Uh, they, I mean, they just kind of seem, they have so much talent. They seem to steamroll people. People will point to that one loss they had, but I mean, they swapped out, I think, nine of their 11 starters or something for that match. Uh, so yeah, I don't really count that as that. I think they used all of their substitutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. I, I think they used all their substitutions oh, no, that game. They, they probably did, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely wild. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, consider that as them like, having a full loss with a completely different lineup. They had none of their regular starters in or anything. Uh, that was kind of a game where it was just like, yeah, oh, we're playing I to get a better seed position. And then yeah, no, they were switched great to though, today. From the very beginning of the tournament, they're one of the favorites. Yeah, yeah. And then you switched to today. Yeah, they're, they're one of the favorites from the very beginning. The, what was it, the 43rd minute or something? They swap out uh, Giroud and uh, Dembele, both super early on. I mean, they're down 2 nothing at the time, but I mean, that, I was like, wow, I this is surprising. I mean, it is the final. You have to make changes if you're down to nothing. I mean, obviously something's not going right. Uh, Dembele had made a number of mistakes. Obviously, the penalty he gave up was one. Uh, but even in the first couple of minutes, he had there's a couple of touches where it went to him and he just miscontrolled it. It went out of play. Uh, Drew, I don't really know what he did most of the time he was on. He had the one attempt on goal that ended up being called off anyway because he went over the back of a Argentinian player. He didn't. I didn't really see either of them. Yeah, that, that was insane, man. Throughout the match, most of the part. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, man. Because also, what I noticed too, you know, Argentina had nine attempts on goal before France even attempted mm-hmm. once. I was like, "What is happening right now?" And it was similar to what I saw, like when Mexico played Argentina, that they were just sort of like mm-hmm. focused on defense in the beginning, and then when they got down 2-0, they were like, "All right, now we got to start trying to be aggressive." And I was like, "Yeah." And I was hoping, I was like, now it's too late for you. And, you know, they scored so late. Yeah. That's why I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, God, they waited till the last minute to start being aggressive. And it worked out so well for them, especially since Argentina yeah. has been lacking on the defensive side for quite a while. I mean, even Mbappe, like, he he obviously had a huge impact on the game in the grand scheme of things. But, I mean, he didn't really do a whole lot until, like, the 80th minute. I mean, before that, he was just completely shut out. Yeah, they were doing a real good job of keeping him bottled up, man. And then he just got loose and it was over. And then finally, Argentina made a substitution. Uh, yeah. I think towards the end of towards the end of the second half, right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, oh man, I, was, I was trying to pull it up here. This doesn't show me the. Uh, uh, it doesn't show me yeah, when everyone made the, subs, uh, the but I remember their first sub out was uh, taking Di Maria out. So it had to be after his goal. You know what I mean? So I know mm-hmm. I know it was in the second half. I just don't remember the minute mark. But yeah, they, they subbed they out subbed out pretty quite late. a ways in the second half. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, I mean insane. he obviously had a goal a in the first half, but 
I think he he did a, a lot for them as far as getting out in the open space on that side and crossing in. I mean, how many times did he uh, dribble around the defender, whether it be Dembele or whoever else is back there? After I forget who. Uh, I guess I guess Kunde was back there the entire match. Wow. I think about it. Um, but yeah, yeah they were playing very passive and soft in the beginning, which is so unlike them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was surprised to see Argentina. Uh, obviously, with the penalty, it, it's not it's not really a open field goal, but to see him go up two nothing, I was like, I was completely shocked. I was like, wow, this is not how I saw this going, and just how timid they were. I mean, like like you said, we've been saying Mbappe, Giroud, Dembele, just so quiet the entire first half. I, I couldn't believe that based on how they've been playing and the type of players they are. I, I thought Gerard might have been benched or something because I didn't hear anything from him. I was like, is he not yeah. playing today? I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, and I, I saw when he got taken off too. He walked over in the bench and slammed a Gatorade bottle down on the ground again. Not happy about being subbed yeah. off. I mean, he had no impact on the game. I mean, it makes sense that you take him off. He, yeah. like I said, that only that one time I saw him involved was when he jumped over the Argentinian defender to head the ball. That was the only time I saw him the entire match that, that I can think of. Yeah, I saw him when he was standing a good foot over the the nearest Argentinian player. I was like, God, those French guys are tall as shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. I I was sitting here. It, it's like midway through the second half and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is, this is what's happening. Like Argentina still hasn't scored a third. I'm like, Oh, I was like, they need to keep the pressure on. They were, you know, more relaxed. They're just managing the game, you know, running time off. I'm like, that's, that's not how you do this. Like, it's not what you want to do. It's, you can't just sit back and let things run their course. It doesn't go well. And then, you know, the France scored the first one. I was like, Oh, that's terrible. Like now they have the momentum. They score the second one right away. I'm like, oh god, and uh, then it goes to extra time. I'm just like, oh Jesus, this is this is not gonna go well. I'm so nervous. And then Argentina scores. I'm like losing my mind. And then it comes down the other side with the the penalty again. I'm just livid. I'm so mad. I'm like, I cannot believe this. And uh, it's three three. I'm like, if this goes to penalties, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And it does. And uh, yeah, I was just sitting there. I'm absolutely just completely paranoid. The entire <laughs> the entire penalties. This is brutal. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I went to a sports bar with my sister, and we were there. And I told her when we went into overtime, I said, "Okay, we need to win in overtime." She's like, "Why?" I said, "I do not want to go to penalty kicks with France, like the fuck." And so, uh, overtime goes, and all that shit happens. We get down to penalty kicks, and I'm so stressed like my sister has me on her instagram when uh if i made that first penalty kick and it's just me like i slump my head into my hands and she's like who do you think he's going for and i'm like man you suck like i'm like dying right now I, I and then we, just, we made four penalty kicks man and it was over yeah it was, i mean martinez was very iffy through most of the tournament outside of penalty kicks and then that one moment in like the 118th 119th minute or whatever an extra time uh i mean he he only made a handful of saves the whole tournament granted he had you know good defending yeah. from him, i guess to to do it but i was just like oh boy it's like I, he came up clutch again <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird i was having a weird discussion with my brother about it 
and maybe you can also, because I know you said you've been watching the World Cup, and so have I and my brother also. Um, the good teams, anytime they get down to penalty kicks, they lose. That's how Croatia upset. Like it, it's crazy when you think about it. A lot of the good upsets have come down to Japan. penalty kicks. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. I mean, it's it, like the good teams don't practice penalty kicks. I don't know what it, I mean, with Brazil too, and I I mean, rightly deserved, they, I feel like Brazil, the match that they lost then, I feel like they didn't even play for most of that game. Like they, they just assumed they were going to win or lose. something. Yeah, it was yeah, insane. It's like I was they showed up like, what and they, they were like, we're Brazil. It, it is yeah. like they showed up to the game and they're like, we're Brazil. So obviously you're just going to give us the win. Like, cause you know, you're not supposed to be here. Like that, that's what they honestly expected. It seemed like, and then they're all yeah. over there boohooing on the fucking grass. And I'm like, all right, get the fuck off, man. There's another game to be played. Come on now. Yeah. The entire match was the sitting there so angry. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, they are just so lackadaisical about it. It goes to uh, extra time. I'm just, and then they score. I'm like, oh my God. All right. They're finally showing up. And then they let up the goal, you know, not long after I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. And then it goes to the penalty kicks. Yeah. And this is where I, I got really frustrated where it's like when you watch the other teams, like you watch France and, and Argentina, Mbappe, first player up there to take the penalty kick. Messi, first player on his team to take the penalty kick. The Brazil match, you don't see any of Neymar, doesn't even take a, a kick. He wants to be like the guy that scores like the winning one or whatever. And it's just like, man, you got to lead by example. They put out Marquinhos out there to, to dry. Poor guy. It's like, you're not going to put your best player out there. You're going to put, I mean, I forget how many, what it's like a number of, I think it was like two or three of the Brazilian players were like defenders. Like, why would you not put your best shot takers out there? It's like, this is, it's all on the line right now. It's like, not to shit on Marquinhos, but that's not the guy I go to to score goals or to take penalties. Oh, I mean, listen, I I love Neymar because I'm a Barcelona fan. And, you know, so I'll always appreciate Neymar for what he did there. But yeah. it's like he's trying to be the new Pele and, you know, they got all this like and he keeps hearing all that like on his shoulders to where he's like, you're mm-hmm. the you're you're our savior since Pele was here. So I think that in his yeah. head, he's like, OK, I'm not going to make the first goal and like set us off on the right foot. I'm going to wait yeah. until it comes down to me and then the I'm going to let the moment come to me and then I'm going to shoot the game winning penalty shot. And then everybody's yeah, exactly. going to love me. And it's like that is insane. Mm-hmm. It's like you saw our not yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, and I don't know if he's the one that makes that decision. I don't know if the coach is the one that did it, but like that is, to me, that's like a terrible idea. It's like you put your best guys out there taking those first shots because I mean you need to set the tone right away. If you miss one or two shots, that is even more pressure on you later on. That gives the other team, you know, mental advantage possibly. It's like, it's just bizarre to me. It's like. In the end, he doesn't even take a penalty kick. It's like that is insane. Like if you're not, if you're gonna hold him, at least put him yeah, like you, you, the third kick, because at least then it's like, all right, he's still at least definitely taking a shot. But yeah, and that might be like the tide turner. You know what I mean? Like if the first two missed, yeah. or maybe only one made it. Because see, that's why like when Mbappe led, he led them off on the right foot. He made his. He was like, listen, guys, yeah. you can score on this. Goal. You can do this. Yeah, exactly. He, he started no, off so right. He was like, "I can do this." Yeah. Uh, whoever shot third also made theirs. Yeah, yeah. So I was no, thinking. the fourth. Yeah, because the first uh, Mbappe yeah, made so it. Yeah, the fourth one. Yeah, two other guys yeah. went up. 
yeah, the, there was the save and then the wild miss and then the fourth guy made it. But by then, mm-hmm. um, what's his name made the fourth shot and it was fucking over. Yeah. Did the shit have his own? It was great, man. Kicks was... If you, Martinez is one of those keepers where if he's on the side you're cheering for, you'll love him. If he's on the other side, you hate him. Like, uh, I don't know if it was Coma, oh, yeah. I forget who was walking up, Chuameni maybe or somebody. And they're walking up to take the penalty kick. Martinez is holding the ball. Then he walks away and carries it back through the net, walking around, you know, cheering the fans on. And he throws the ball away. It's like, God damn. It's like, it, again, if he's not on your side, you've, he's got to be the most obnoxious keeper to go up against in penalties. It's just ridiculous. Shit out but it gets, it gets you pumped if you're cheering for him, like you said. Because I, I also cheer for him, so it's funny. Uh, so I'm like mm. half Mexican. And so my oh, mom okay. is Mexican. And uh, my sister was also going for Mexico. A couple people I knew were going for Mexico when they played Argentina. And mm-hmm. I remember I told them, I said, Messi's going to show y'all why he's the GOAT, bro. I was like, Mexico's not good enough. And they were like, yes, they are. Yes, they are. We got Ochoa. And I was like, if I hear one more goddamn thing about this old-ass goalkeeper, <laughs> I'm like, bro. <laughs> I'm like, he's your best player, and he's almost he's- in a fucking walker. I'm like, bro. He's a good player. I mean, he, he really is. But, I mean, that one good player doesn't no, win good, but... the match for it. I mean, like, that's what happened to Messi in previous tournaments. 2014, I guess it would have been, against Germany. Yeah. I mean, he dragged them to that yeah, final. And they just he couldn't do it all. I'm talking about putting it on his back. Yeah, but you can't have your goalie put them on your back. Because, like, I mean, he can keep them out, yeah. but only for so long, you know. And the problem with Mexico also is, like, their coaching. Because I've been said they should have fired that fucking coach also. Because, man, their mm-hmm. whole game plan was defense. They had, what was mm-hmm. it, like three games where they didn't score, score any goals? I was like, you're not going to win like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a tiring way to play soccer is to just only do, like, this aggressive defense. They were keeping so, all of their players in the backfield. They weren't even trying to push anybody up. And I was like, what are y'all doing, bro? Like, y'all not going to win like this. So I just remember I FaceTimed my sister after Messi scored. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's why he's the GOAT. That's why he's the GOAT. <laughs> Uh, needless to say, she didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I, I was talking to my mom too. Minute, she's like, every match of the tournament, and I was—I mean, it was—it yeah. was the first time I've been able to do this because a lot of other times I was—I was busy at work during the tournament or whatever. And this time, it's like, all right, I've been able to work my schedule around it, and it was an absolute delight to be able to uh, to be able to watch the whole oh, thing. Yeah, it was- I was going to ask you impeccable. what it was great. What was your favorite team to watch? Not necessarily that you were cheering for them, but what what were you most? I, what what team do you think played the? What, what do I want to ask here? What was the surprise team of the tournament for you? Were you surprised at how well they did? But honestly, Croatia. I'm surprised they made it as far as they did. Man, they really threw me off. Uh, also, Germany getting knocked out so early that was wild mm-hmm. to me because they were also one of the heavy favorites. And for them yeah. to lose to Japan, that was insane. Um, who else? Uh, I loved watching France. France is from the beginning. I, I loved. I was like, they're going. I was like, they're too fucking good. And then, like I said, I've always kept mm-hmm. a real close eye on Argentina because I'm a giant Messi fan. I also mm-hmm. keep an eye on uh, Portugal, but because I hate Ronaldo, so I just like to watch him fail, and he just makes me yeah. mad. And then in the last game, a... they just decide. I don't... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the. The difference between him and a lot of these other players, where it's you see, like even in the final here, Mbappe obviously very upset that they lost, but he's you know he's there, you know he's he's standing around waiting to you know greet people and whatever. You see when Neymar lost, he stays on the field. 
Parasitch's kids come over and are, are saying hi to him, whatever he's, you know, he's giving them hugs. Um, you see like, like all these other players, you know, they're, they're on the field. And it's like, they're being good sports about it. Ronaldo storms off the pitch down the tunnel immediately. I'm just like, man, it's like, I just don't feel bad for him. If you're going to do that. Yeah, man, real sore loser mentality. And then, like I said, they they sat him that last game, and I was like, oh, he fucked up somewhere. I don't know what he did, but he fucked up. <laughs> and listen, I'm, I'm a Manchester United fan, so when he left Man City the way that he did, I loved it. I was like, yeah, you just fucking you give it to those guys. But, you know, it was crazy. He says they paid him all that money. He's supposed to be like the savior of their, of their uh, you know, their football club, and he just burned it to ash and then laughed. I was like, yeah, that was hardcore. I mean, like, he still thinks he sh- he's the best player in the world. And, I mean, he's obviously has a fantastic career. But, I mean, he, he's, he hasn't done anything for them this season. He has more fouls than he has goals. That's not a great statistic if you're going to be the best player in the world. <laughs> exactly. You're supposed to help elevate that team. That's why, like I said, man, like, PSG paid Messi a lot of fucking money. And then, you know, he went over there and he helped elevate them. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he... Like I said, I've been saying it for a while. Though. Everybody's always like fighting me on the Ronaldo thing. They're like, Ronaldo's the GOAT. I was like, get the fuck out of my face. I'm like, Messi's the greatest player to ever play the game. The only other acceptable answer is Pele, and that's because he did it first. But I'm, I'm a big believer in any sport that GOATs change. You know what I mean? Like, it's it shouldn't be like a this one person is the GOAT and, like, it can't ever be disputed. The most notable one that I have. Where, uh, Except I, Wayne Gretzky's um, not even remotely close to anyone else. Oh, that's because he was so dominant. No one has a chance to, to maybe revolt. Yeah. But like uh, in, yeah. in basketball with Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. because to me, currently, and me, I used to have a co-host on Block Talk, and uh, yeah. we used to get this argument all the time. I say LeBron James is the goat, and he gets so upset. But this is why, though, he, he believes Kobe's. It's the a goat, different game now. Which I'm like, too. you're just an insane person. What was that? Yeah. What was that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I was just saying, it's a different game now. Like the way they play is completely different now. I mean, he's. It, oh yeah, that's why I say it's going to evolve. Yeah. Because yeah. I think right now yeah, that uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player on the planet. Okay, I don't follow basketball that much, so I'm, I'm out of my depth here. But like from what I know about like the NBA, it's like not that they're not technically skilled now, but I feel like you see like LeBron James, and like he will start a run from like the three-point line, take a couple big leaping bounds and then do a layup. You didn't see Michael Jordan doing that for the most part. You didn't see like, just the way they play is completely different now compared to how it was back then. I mean, whether or not that makes a player better or worse, I have no idea. But just from watching videos. He's about to pass Magic Johnson for... I mean, he's about to pass Magic Johnson for most assist of all time while simultaneously mm-hmm. passing uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points scored in, in in his career. So it's like people are like, oh, uh, they, they don't like the way he scores. And I'm like, yeah, but obviously it works for him. And he's been able to play yeah. for a longer time because people are like, oh, he just has these longevity records. And I'm like, well, it's not really his fault that he takes care of his body because he wants to continue mm-hmm. to play for a long time. While Michael Jordan, you know, Michael Jeffrey Jordan was in the back smoking a cigar and drinking whiskey after a game <laughs> instead of fucking, you know, hitting the cold tub and stretching. That's not LeBron's fault. Don't they score a lot more just in general now? It seems like 
I don't like I said I don't follow it's, the it's NBA too much, but I feel like yeah, I was gonna say like every game I see like the scoreline for it's like 121, 105 or something like they're like over 200 points scored between them, and it seems like it's a lot more than it used to be. Yeah, well, there was a game the other day, probably worst game ever. I can't remember who the hell played, but it was like a score <laughs> of like 45 to 57 or some shit. I was like, what the fuck? I I was like. Jeez. I didn't even bother watching the highlights, to be honest. I was like, I'm not going to watch these low lights and waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody plays defense anymore. It's all offense. And, you know, I get it. It's more exciting. The NBA's pushing for that. They're pushing for it's players flashier. like Stephen Curry. You know, they don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everybody wants to see big threes. Like, nobody wants mm-hmm. to, to see, like, what. Because, you know, back in the day, that's what it was. It was people driving to the paint, Jordan with the tongue out on the dunk. You know what I'm saying? People with the 360 dunks, shit like that. Nobody really yeah. wants to see that. I mean, unless it's like a spectacular dunk, but most people want three-point shooters. They want James Harden, Steph Curry's, you know, Clay Thompson, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, no one wants to see good fundamentals. They want to see big, flashy shots from way out, you know, in the middle of nowhere, big, flashy dunks. Nobody's there to be like, oh, that was a great defensive play that they just pulled off. It's like, nah, it's just, I want to see big-time plays, scoring plays. It's the same way in football, man, which, like, I, I love football. And mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing. They're making all these rules to help defend the quarterback because the league is all about offense now. You know, people want to see yeah. 30, 40 point games. They don't want like a a battle in the trenches where like the offensive line and defensive line are like battling all day and you have to like mm-hmm. battle for every yard that you get. They're like, fuck that. I want to see Patrick Mahomes throw a 70 yard bomb and exactly. just yeah. score and demolish teams. Yeah. That's why I get frustrated yeah, when I, I talk to people day, about yeah. soccer and they're like, ah, oh, it's so low scoring. I'm like, but it's not just about the goals. I'm like, like there's so much going on here. And they're like, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, so the, physical. scoring is what's exciting. I'm like, yeah, but like if they turns into basketball and football and stuff like that, like, and they're scoring left and right, it's not as exciting. Like it takes the value out of the goals. Like it don't mean as much then. Yeah. They're, they're they need to be earned. That's one of the things I like about hockey too, man. Like Sidney Crosby and them. Like I love that shit. Uh Ochevsky, I love that shit. Yeah. Like it's hard to score yeah. a goal in hockey. You know what I mean? They score more in hockey, I think, than they do in, in soccer. But I, the point stands. Yeah, it's still it's you still have to work for it and earn it. It's not walk down the the you know the playing field and just score at will. Yeah. See, listen. That's why I like. Some people, but see, I'm not gonna lie though. I, I contradict myself because I wish baseball was more offense. Where I said that they shouldn't let players use steroids. That way, you know, everybody just be juiced up, just knocking homers <laughs> out of the park. <laughs> I just, listen, I love watching baseball yeah. games like in person, but on TV it's so fucking boring. I'm like, dude, like we gotta pump this game up. Wholeheartedly agree. So much better in person. Yeah, well, the experience is incredible, but on TV, I'm like. I- Fucking shoot me. Why am I watching this? <laughs> I it, it never ceases to amaze me that the best thing you can do in baseball is make it so that nothing happens. Right? Like if you have a if the, yeah. I mean the pitchers are the most involved players, obviously. They're involved in every single pitch, every single play. If both of them play at the highest possible level, nothing will happen the entire game. I'm like, that is that is an so incredible boring, game is one but, zero. Yeah. yeah, an incredible yeah. game is one zero where it's like and that it's, pitcher hit a no a no hitter, a shutout. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck that, bro. I want like nine to seven. I'm like, I want I want old school Barry Bonds, which by the way, Barry yeah. Bonds is the greatest hitter ever. It 
it's weird to people me. also find me on like, that uh, like steroids i'm like he he was <laughs> leading before on the steroids you i take the, out the, the san diego years the the flack i give baseball is how most of the time most players aren't doing anything right because i mean i don't know how many what like pitches are like what the average number of pitches per at bat is but like if you think about the percentage of the game where it's like the outfielders are just standing around waiting for the ball to come out to them. The infielders standing around, you know, it, and then like, okay, we're off the field. Now they're just sitting down in the dugout waiting to get up to bat. And then it's like, all right, it just so much of the time in that sport in particular I mean, is spent them doing literally nothing. It is just two guys playing catch with a guy in between trying to hit it every once in a while. Yeah. And they get paid yeah. a lot for that too. Yeah. But I mean, you got to think about it too, right? Look how bad fucking Babe Ruth was built and he was an all star. It's mm-hmm. like you can have a body like that and be an all star in baseball. I, was, I, was I mean, say, not you anymore, see some of the players I mean, out there are pretty big. What is the, what was yeah, that Mets like, pitcher? Big guys. What was his name? That Mets pitcher that was pretty big. Uh, oh, God. I, I, I don't remember. I just, you know, just about, Justin Verlander you know what I'm talking about, though, right? He was a, he was a pretty big, heavy yeah, guy. Big, big plum they went nuts yeah. when he hit that home run. That one game, and they're like, he did it. <laughs> yeah, they look like he's about like three, three ten, something like that. He's he's up there. He weighs a couple bills. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm yeah, gonna find it. it. Bartolo Colon. That was his name. That's what it is, Cologne. Yeah. Yeah. That's just <laughs> crazy. He was a big boy. I, I typed in heavy Mets pitcher. The top result was who is the fat pitcher for the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sometimes the internet is still not all fucking woke and shit. I love when it says stuff yeah. like that. Oh man, yeah, big guy, two hundred and eighty-five pounds. Even that, yeah. That, it I, also I says though, it it's his weight is a guess. His true weight is a guess, is what it says. He's listed at 25. Oh, I knew because he looks like he's three bills, man. He looks like it. I'm yeah. like, damn, 285. I'm like, he looks way bigger. Hey, you know what? If he's able to play in the MLB, not gonna, not gonna make fun of him for it. He's. Oh no! He listen, these it. are still professional athletes. I can't hold a, yeah. a candle to what this man can do uh, physically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for him. That's the thing when people like when normal people. Like shit and bitch about players. Like I also, like listen, I don't like Cristiano Ronaldo. I can't do what the fuck he can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I, I still understand what, that. I hate when there's like people that are talking shit, and I'm like, do you think you could honestly do better than like this person you're just shitting on right now? You see that all the time. It's like we'd go out to eat during like, uh, like matches and things like that, and you'd see people sitting at the bar like I could have made a better throw than that. It's like, bro, I fucking doubt you can even throw the ball that far. Like, there's just there's no way. Like there's a reason you're here sitting like at a people. sports bar, 45 years old, watching these people play and not on the field yourself. Like, yeah, man, that's like the people that talk shit. Like when an NBA player misses a, a basket, and I'm like, listen, man, if you haven't been to an NBA game live, if you watch these guys on shootarounds, like even these big guys, like they're good at shooting the basketball. You know what I mean? It's just it's there's yeah. pressure in game time, but they can shoot. Like they would annihilate whatever. Mm-hmm you know, sort of a fitness connection league you're in. Like, they'd fucking destroy <laughs> people. Yeah. That's yeah. mortal folk. <laughs> the, only, the only, like I said, I don't, I won't make fun of them for missing shots or whatever. 
the only time the only time I actually find it hilarious was there was this one game I don't know who was playing it was LeBron James I think he was at the Cavaliers at the time and they they have a breakaway it's just him running down the the court he's all on his own and he goes up for the dunk and the commentator goes the king and he slams it down and he hits the the back of the rim and it bounces out and I just lost it laughing just because of the way he emphatically slams it down and the commentator shouting it at the exact same time. It just it slams out and doesn't go in. And I just remember sitting there laughing my ass. Yeah, not, so not the greatest. It was. Yeah, not the greatest so moment fun. for my boy. But yeah, <laughs> but I always remember that 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 block shot where he slammed the ball up against the glass. That to me, that's the mm. great breakaway. <laughs> I try to forget that other one, but that to me is the greatest breakaway when he slams his hand up against the glass with the basketball or when he like just dominates Steph Curry, which Steph Curry is a much smaller man than he is, but you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how tall either of them are. Like I don't know how much taller LeBron is, but he's regardless of how tall he is, he's a lot bulkier in a like muscular than Steph Curry as well. He's just a bigger all around guy. Well, LeBron James used to play football. He's six foot nine. uh, I think two sixty something. If I'm not mistaken, while Steph Curry on a good day, I think it's like six three. Hmm. It's hard to tell still with the NBA, also though, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, still taller than me. But the NBA has this weird thing where they're allowed to take their height with their shoes on, where no other sport does that. They put them barefoot, so that way everybody is starting from zero. Whereas in like with basketball, they're allowed to keep whatever sneakers they want on, so they could go show so up with fucking show platforms, and then officially they'll yeah. be listed as giants. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, man? That's interesting. But I feel yeah, like every sport kind of sure. some statistic about themselves, though. Like, everyone wants to be like, oh, I'm actually like, this is my weight or this is my height or, you know, that whatever. You know, I feel like a lot of them are not that it's cheating, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like all of them skew it in one way to make themselves look a little bit better in some aspect. Listen, uh, PFF Pro Football Focus for football. They make up fake ass statistics all the time for so that way they <laughs> keep saying how great Tom Brady is right now in his declining age. And it's like fucking blow yeah. me. And they're like, uh, he has the most thrown passable catches. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Or like they made up air distance yards. I'm like, bro. I was like, y'all's trying so hard to say this man's not losing arm strength. Yeah. I'm like, what sort of made up ass statistics are these? It is bizarre the weird statistics they pull out i forget what it was i saw like last week sometime i was watching one of the world cup matches they're like in this this would be the first time in a world cup semi-final match you know where the a team scored within the first eight minutes without scoring the remainder of the first half and went on to lose it's like wait what <laughs> it's like, it's like why is that make up these what is this made up that? unbelievably precise statistics that couldn't possibly be recreated and it's like well of course that's the case because no one else is keeping track of this and it's such a specific thing it's like it has it was also 45 degrees out no one has ever won eight to three in 45 degree weather in Lucille stadium it's like i i don't doubt that (laughs) it's it's It's, insane man it's like they make up such bullshit i'm like jesus christ man i'm like can we just like not i'm like can we just let like greatness be greatness but they got to, like, like you said, they just got to make up these fake stats to make shit seem more impressive. But I think it's because they're trying to get more, like, more, like, just general fans to make it feel like they're watching history. So they're like, oh, my God, 
I just witnessed history tonight. I guess. Like, I love this sport. Now I got to keep watching it. Like, kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, they're trying to get people, mm-hmm. I guess, hooked onto it, which I'm like, dude, fucking blow me. Like, you know? I I got really frustrated. I, I live in the U.S., but I got really frustrated at the bias, uh, the biasness of, like, the commentators for oh. the U.S. team. The amount of times they, they were talking about the U.S. team when they weren't even playing, it was the uh, which oh which match was it? I'm gonna I'm gonna find this here. The, uh, the, the I listened to your episode where you were talking about the World Cup, and man, mm-hmm. your take on the Fox Sports broadcast about not stopping talking about the USA, I was literally mm-hmm. clapping while I was listening to the episode because I was like, <laughs> I cannot agree more. They need to shut the hell up. Uh, I'm was, so glad the sports yeah, broadcast was- today. They had on the Mexican broadcast because I was like, I do not want to hear the fucking Fox <laughs> broadcast make comparisons to USA while I'm watching Messi right now. It, that's I had to pull up the bracket again. It was after the Netherlands beat the US three one. I was watching the Argentina. Yeah, Australia it was that same day. Yeah, and they just wouldn't shut up about the US team. They're like, because they're it was like we're watching Argentina. And it's like oh, Argentina, you know, comes away two one. But we before that, we have to talk about the US men's team. It's like. This isn't the match. This that match is already over and done with. Why are we talking about them? Like, I feel like they like, too. They, they, they have like those. Fucking... Yeah. I was gonna say they have those yeah, like featurettes the they filmed. Yeah, of like the different players for the U.S. Or it's like, oh, this guy comes from humble beginnings. Here's his story. I feel like they filmed too many of them, like thinking the U.S. would go further, maybe or something. And because they were yeah, out yeah. in the round of sixteen, then. That they're like, all right, well, we got to keep playing these anyway, and they had to keep talking about yeah. it. And I was just like, man, it's like I understand I'm in the U.S. I understand you're gonna, you know, talk about our our country's team, but you shouldn't be talking about them in another match where they're not relevant currently. Yeah, they're like, well, we got the footage. I'm like, no, 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 I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest though, man, if. I don't know if you've seen this show. I don't know if you really watch TV like that, but uh, Welcome to Wrexham. It was a documentary show, I know, uh, series yeah, on yeah, FX. It. Oh, yeah. dude, it got me so it got me back into soccer because like I used yeah. to like soccer kind of like as the general fan, and then right yeah. before the World Cup, I got a recommendation to watch Welcome to Wrexham, and it got me so pumped for the World Cup. I was like, God, I forgot how much <laughs> and like how great soccer is, and it yeah. just kind of like got my love back in there. So if you're like a casual fan of soccer and you want to like just really amp that shit up, go watch Welcome to Wrexham. It's a beautifully done documentary about uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney buying a uh, football club in Wales. It's yeah, I, I've been tempted to watch that. I I do know about it. I just like I said, we don't have cable. I don't have like many subscriptions. We have HBO Max, and I think that was it. And then when the World Cup was starting, I'm like I need to figure out how to watch this, so I had to buy YouTube TV. In order to watch it, and uh, I just oh, watch no, it on I, Hulu because like FX. Yeah, I have uh, ESPN as well because I, I watch I watch every La Liga match on uh, ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, La, Liga. La Liga, La Liga, and Premier League. I love watching them. Mm-hmm. Those are like my favorite. Like Manchester United and Barcelona are my teams, even though Barcelona are yeah. the fucking shitter right now. But you know, yeah, I'm a I'm a big Barcelona it's fan. Right. It's been it's been rough. We're it it's so weird to be in first place and then at the same time be like, man, this sucks. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I know. I, I guess man, because people don't understand because you tell them how bad they are. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, you tell them how bad Barcelona is, and they're like, then they look it up on their phone casually, and they're like, but they're in first place. I was like, listen, if you watch you them, though, it. it's not like a for sure first place thing. I was like, we look terrible. So many matches where it's like we're just holding on for dear life at the end because it's one nothing. We can't score. We have, they have so many injuries in their back line. A number of them will be back after the World Cup, thankfully. Um, but there's just yeah, so many uh, injuries. But it's just like, man, this is going to be rough. And then I was I was excited at first when they announced like they had the they had the record for the most players from a single team participating in the World Cup. They had 18 players in the World Cup. I'm like, oh, awesome. And they have like, I forget how many it was, nine of them playing for Spain. I'm like, that's great. That's awesome. But I'm like, oh, shit. If Spain does well, all of them are going to be completely exhausted when they get back. Like, this is going to be brutal for the club team. Yeah. Luckily, they're not, they got knocked out pretty quickly, unfortunately. I think at the end, there was only what? Like, towards the end, there was only two Barcelona uh, players that were left, right? I, I mean, you had two, uh, two right, at the end of the World Cup, you mean? Like yeah, I think the last round there was still two left, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, it right? was uh, Dembélé and, and uh, yeah, Usman Dembélé and uh, Jules Koundé, both for France. Yeah, that's what it was, a Koundé. Yeah, yeah. So there was two yeah. left. Yeah, and I was like, all right. Yeah. And then, again, Dembélé, it's crazy to say anyway. that. And then he's so. Yeah, uh, he definitely is very up and down this year, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. He's man. he's he's well, yeah, clearly a great player, but he just has terrible decision making. I think is is the problem he has. Like, because he gets, I don't know how many times I see him go down the wing. He gets the ball and he has like men, like other players available, and he's slicing and dicing around the defenders. And it's like, oh, what's he gonna do? And then he charges right at like two defenders and loses possession. It's like, ah, oh, of course. Why did I think he would do something else? Yeah, I don't know. I think in his mind he thinks that he's a better player than he is, or like, maybe. I think that he's like, I'm on par with Mbappe. Like, I can I can do the shit that he mm. does. Because like if you see Mbappe do the same thing, you're not like worried. Whereas in if you see him do it, yeah. you're like, why are you doing that? Please don't. Yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right. Like they're both so similarly gifted as far as like cutting around players and weaving around defenders. But Mbappe has that that final touch of like getting a great shot off or making a key pass. Whereas Dembele so many times will make a terrible shot or just will lose possession. There's so many, I forget what match it was, where it was him and I forget the one other player for Barcelona, where they had a, it was two of them on a breakaway. And if he passes it, it's a sure goal. And instead he tries to, to take a shot and just the keeper comes up and just stuffs him. And it's just like, what are you doing? It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's don't get so wrong. You got to have faith in your abilities, but sometimes, yeah, you, you got to have faith in your abilities. But sometimes I'm like, maybe have a little less faith, you know, like kind of have some faith in your teammates, I should say. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's so frustrating. I mean, they they have like Barcelona has such great players, but I feel like a lot like a lot of times it's just they too many people want to be the the guy that makes the big play at times. Like Dembele is one. Lewandowski yeah. obviously wants to be the guy as well, but he just hasn't been getting the ball in the in the, the way that he needs to. You got uh, well, the way Neymar Rafinha. wanted to be the guy when he left Barcelona. Because he said he didn't want to be yeah, behind Messi no more. He's like, I want to be Messi the guy. shows the back guy. up. He's like, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. True lies, He's like, no, we don't, we don't need him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, no, no. We, we don't need him. We got me. And he's like, exactly. That's why we need him. And he's like, 
Yeah. People don't realize how hard it is to be a number one, man. Like, they don't understand. And it's like, Dude. that's why I was so appreciative of Messi being there for so long. And that's why Neymar was so good because, you know, Messi's the one getting all the attention. But then that ego mm-hmm. comes into play where Neymar was like, fuck that. I'm obviously good enough to go do this by myself. And then he went to PSG. And then PSG was like, oh, my God, hold on. We can get Messi because Barcelona don't got no money to pay his ass? Come on mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah. It, but it was, it was great. It, I, on one hand, I do feel bad for Neymar because he he does deserve to be that guy for whatever team he plays on. He's he's a very good player, but he's consistently in order to be that guy, you have to be at good clubs, and the good clubs that want him are you know Barcelona, PSG. It's like these are clubs that also have other incredibly good players, and it's hard to stand out yeah. amongst the best. Yeah, man. Like I said, this is this is a tough spot to be in, but you know. You're not gonna be number one everywhere you go. I mean, now you can because now that uh, Messi's coming down to Miami FC, could be, not just yet, but it could be. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has the opportunity. I should say that because it's not a for sure thing, but he has an opportunity. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I, I kind of hope he does. Though, because like, he's getting me hyped up to be a Miami fan. Yeah, it, I mean, if he comes over here, I'll be able. To, I'll go. I'll go see him in person. We watched. Uh, I went up and saw the Barcelona play when he was still there. Uh, when Neymar was still there, we went and saw them in New York when they played uh, Juventus in that international uh, league, whatever whatever they called it in the summer when they came over. Um, three, yeah, oh, that must have been four, five, probably five years ago, maybe now or something. I don't even remember. It, time flies because uh, it, it was. It was see, right I'm hoping that Neymar he goes to Miami though. Hmm. Yeah, see, I'm hoping he goes to Miami though because if he plays somebody like Austin FC or Dallas FC, I have to look at the schedule. Uh, I'd be so hyped. I'm going to that game. Like, I have to go see him live. I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would, it'd, be, it'd be fantastic. Um, I'd be curious to see, like, how well he does. Because it's like, obviously, MLS is still a developing league. They're not as good as the top leagues and things like like over in Europe and stuff. But they're not terrible. But he's obviously a, the GOAT coming over here. Like, does he just continue to do super well because... You know, even as he ages, because he was that much better to begin with, be curious to see. See, then again, he doesn't. That's have what all I'm the saying. Support like you have in Barcelona and PSG. Yeah, see, I was talking about it today with my sister and her friend. I was talking about them, and I was like, he's taking the the David Beckham route. Like when he first came over, you know what I mean? And he just got paid that ass load of money, and he was still super dominant. Because, you know, the level of competition I believe is way higher in, you know, the Premier League and La Liga and stuff like that compared yeah. to, you know, MLS. So I do think that he'll not necessarily run the table, but a lot of people are going to yeah. be shocked at how good he is for a 35-year-old man. They're going to be like, Jesus Christ, fucking grandpa just came in here and cleaned out my clock. I think there is a reason that you see, like, a lot of European players come over here at the end of their careers. It's like you're getting big money to play in a league where you feel like you can still succeed. That and then they pay good money for them to come over here, which you know I never begrudge somebody getting that bag. I'm like, hey, yeah. get that money. Well, I know that I had the opportunity. We're talking about uh, Ronaldo going to I forget what the club was, the Saudi Arabian club for like two hundred million dollars a year. And I was like, man, that is that's a lot of money. I can see him taking that, but people will make fun of him forever to go to like a farming league, essentially. Yeah, I mean, basically, but I mean, hey, you know, 
it is what it is. A lot of people are getting fed up with his shit anyway, so I don't. I honestly don't care where he goes. Yeah, it. I don't know. It's interesting to me that like he's he might have a harder time finding a club than he thinks. Consider, I mean, he like I said, he hasn't played well lately, and uh, you know he's been benched because he hasn't played well and because he's been hard to deal with. I can see him having a hard time finding a club. Yeah. I think if he had been playing well, that would have been one thing. Like they'd put other teams would be willing to put up with him being a problem off the field if he was still playing well. But because he's not playing well at the same time as it being a problem, it's going to be even harder to find a club. Exactly, man. Like I said, if he wasn't so selfish and he wasn't such a fucking prima donna Mm -hmm. diva, I think a lot more clubs would take a chance on him. But people have been known to, as him being a quote unquote, you know, problem player. Which I think that's unfair. We don't, like I said, I, I talk shit about Ronaldo, but I never talk shit about him as a man because I don't know him personally. But just as a player mm-hmm. and the, um, the the way he uh, portrays himself, I definitely, I, I don't go for that, man. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you're a professional. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play a children's game. And yeah. you're being a prima donna about everything. And it's like, dude, your team really needs you. And you're kind of being a selfish dick, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it like he feels like he needs to be the star on the team, and if you're not playing well, you you can't be the star on the team. That's all there is to it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's as simple as that. But I'll say what can you do? <laughs> I was gonna say uh, one last thing on the the World Cup too is Morocco and how well they played. I mean, they. Oh yeah, that was mind blowing. I mean, they they beat Belgium. Uh, they beat Spain. They beat Portugal, and they, they lost to France. I mean, the only goal they allowed uh, leading up into the the France match uh, was against Canada, and that was an own goal, I think, because it took a deflection or something off of uh, one of their players. I mean, they, they held everyone score. They held Spain scoreless. That was such a frustrating game to watch. They held Portugal scoreless, which was great to watch because Ronaldo got all upset about it. And then they meet France. Yeah, that was the bench, right? Uh, I think he came off the bench in that one in like the 75th minute or something, maybe. I don't remember exactly. But yeah, they he sat was, him he down for a bench. minute. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and then they get to yeah, France, was, and they had some injuries going into it, to be fair. Um, but France puts two past them, and it's like, oh, geez. Like, I didn't expect them to, to give up goals here. And then they give up two against Croatia as well. And it was, that was interesting to see. But they, I mean... They played so well for the majority of the tournament. I mean, they only, in the end, they only gave up yeah. what five goals total. Four of them in their last two matches against great teams. Yeah, they definitely went on a run, man. It was pretty incredible, honestly. Uh, just a weird fox stat here for you. Um, oh boy. It was the they were the only African team that was left towards the end, and they're like the first African team to make it to the semifinals. I believe I was like, that's yeah. insane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, give you a fox stat there. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a stat they kept bringing up every match, multiple times per match. I don't know how many times I heard that in their match against France. They are the first African nation yeah. in the semifinals. Like I know you said it three times already. We're five minutes into the game. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it was that, it was insane. I was like, can we stop? Then, that's what I'm saying, man. I fox broadcast kept pissing me off. I usually don't watch like the pregame stuff, but they kept. I, I, I like, during halftime too is when I'd get up and get like something to eat or whatever, or go to the bathroom. And mm-hmm. I, I watched uh, the like the post game 
for Argentina today because I want to see them do like the trophy celebration and all that. First of all, I got annoyed because the second the match ended, they cut to the NFL. I'm like, what the fuck? This is the FIFA World Cup final and they're going to, Messi's going to lift the trophy. You're going to cut away from it. So I had to switch over from Fox to FS1. And then they're, they're all talking. They had uh, Alexi Lawless, who was a, you know, a pundit. He was a former uh, US player. And he's sitting there. He's like, yeah, Messi just doesn't move me. I've never been moved by him before. You know, he's good, but, you know, I've never been moved by him. It's like, what the fuck? And he's like, but today, you know, I was moved. I'm, I'm, it's like, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck are you to, to shit talk these guys? Like, what the hell? <laughs> See, that's why I can't listen to Alexi Lawless's, like, soccer podcast. Because I'm like, dude, fuck you. Because you can obviously tell he has, like, bias. I'm like, dude, fuck you, man. And like I said, that's the main thing that I say. I was like, people have to stop disrespecting Messi. And he's like one of them, too. He's like one of the biggest Messi critics. Where I'm like, bro, yeah. what else can he do? It is... Like his takes were so that I I don't remember what all he said. Like watching like because he would always come on with like Clint Dempsey and then uh, Landon Donovan. I think uh, Roger Stone were the four that would appear mostly throughout like the you know the World Cups that I would see a lot during like half times and things like that. And it's just like all of his takes were terrible. Where he's like, you know, I you know I I think uh, you know Netherlands have what it takes to get this done and you know whatever. He's like, yeah, and you know you have to think. You know, Brazil has the advantage here. And it's like, man, have you been watching these matches? Have you been paying attention to anything that's going on? It's like, I. It sounded more like I, pandering. I was like, why were you pandering to? That, uh, I think after the US made it to the final 16, he had like a. They, he had his own little section of the show or something where he's like, all right, this is my personal top 10 rankings. I'm moving the US up into the top 10. It's like, you are out of your mind if you think the u.s is in the top yeah. 10 in the world right now you're out of your mind Yeah, when he said that i was like get the fuck out of here it's like because he moved them any off, of the teams in the, the final 16 down. you think they could actually beat like <laughs> that's the crazy part and listen again i'm from the united states also man so when everybody was just talking shit and they were like the u.s is going all the way this year and i'm like blow it out your ass dude like there's no way you really believe that or you don't know shit about soccer and because like every year, you know, every year World Cup, they're like, it's because we don't play our best players. And I'm like, whose fault is that? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and um, it's just insane. Everybody was like, this is the year. We're finally playing all our best players. We're going to show the world that we're better at soccer. I was like, you're insane. You obviously don't watch soccer. I, I'm i not going to sit here and say the U.S. is a bad team. I don't think they're a bad team. Uh, they just, they're not good enough to win the World Cup. I mean, they have good players oh, yeah, coming I'm up. Not I think they're, they're bad, but comparatively. Yeah. I mean, yeah, looking at the teams, like you have the Netherlands. Obviously, they lost there. Do I think they could beat Argentina? No way. Maybe Australia. I will say that they maybe they could beat Australia. They were kind of a shocking round of sixteen team. But Japan, that's kind of up in there. Croatia, I don't think they could beat. You have Brazil, don't think they could beat. South Korea, I don't know about that. France, no way. Poland, I don't. Poland, I, I feel like they had a hard time. I think they have a shot Poland. With Poland. Yeah, I was, I uh, they England, have a shot. They, against Poland, they have a shot. Yeah, England, they couldn't beat originally. They might, but you know, England no. was you know hit or miss. But Senegal, England also I, I don't was know about one that. of the biggest disappointments this year. They're one of the biggest yeah. disappointments in the in the finals, not the finals. I in don't the, think uh, yeah. in the knockouts, they were such a disappointment. Yeah, I was the like, quarterfinals. The yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think U.S. could beat Morocco. I don't think they could beat Spain or Portugal or Switzerland. Like I. I don't think they like they're not in the top ten. 
and then not only that, yeah, those are the I two mean, teams I'm, that I'm made the round of sixteen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I'm not saying teams shit, like Germany. I, mean, obviously I don't think they could beat Germany, they but they didn't it, even get through. But... Yeah, I'm not saying that they're shit, but at the same time, it's like to think that they're a top ten contender in the World Cup is insane to say. Them French motherfuckers, all they do is eat baguettes and play soccer. It's like there's no way you were gonna beat. <laughs> like you know, you're not gonna. If you look at the final four, they had no chance against any of those teams. I'm like, no, you know, against uh, Croatia, Argentina, France, uh, Morocco, uh, Morocco, like none of them. They they have no chance, unfortunately. No. Which sucks to say. Like I said, I would love for US to be better, but it's not really a priority yeah. here in the United States. No, I I th- I could be wrong about this. I think it's harder to get into soccer in the US than it is in other countries. Right? Like you it it I I don't I don't like I said, I don't know exactly, but I know for a lot of clubs it's like fifteen hundred dollars a year or something. I might be wrong with this. Uh but like it's expensive. It's like a rich white kid sport, apparently, to get into like a club level in the U.S. Not just to play. Obviously, they have like the AYSO and and all those. But like that's just general. Everyone can join. Like there's actual clubs. And it's like I think it's fairly expensive. Yeah, it's kind of like lacrosse. It's like soccer in the U.S. is like a rich white kids game. It's pretty yeah. crazy to think about. But yeah, because that's because like we dedicate more money to uh, like football camps basketball camps you know like michael jordan's basketball camp uh mm-hmm. what else uh like boxing camps that's really big in the right. u.s I mean, it's like no one really gives a shit about soccer i'm like dude like i get it you know what i mean yeah because the name is not like big market because you know mls games that's why their stadiums aren't that big they only see like i think the biggest one is what like twenty thousand seats or something like that like it's not that big which twenty thousand seats mm-hmm. is a lot but Compared yeah. to like around the world, like some of those soccer stadiums, it's not even a fucking drop in the bucket. I have a I have the stat here, by the way, to, for what I was talking about. Uh, for the average cost to play soccer in America can range anywhere from two thousand to five thousand dollars per year for just one player. God, like that. That's why we have a problem growing the sport in the U.S. I feel like most people can't afford that. Yeah, like that's insane. I remember playing baseball as a kid because it was just like it was cheap. I remember, you that know, what I mean, even, like all you had to do was that doesn't even cover the cost of registration, which is between a hundred and five hundred dollars. It also doesn't cover the cost of traveling or any of the gear. God, uh, that's so much. The University of Utah found that families spend an <laughs> average of two thousand two hundred and ninety-two dollars a year on soccer for kids as young as eight years old. That's ridiculous. That's so much money. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like that, I feel like that is the biggest reason why soccer is not growing in the U.S. To like skill level wise, like why we're having it's not marketable talent. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I also think they think it's not marketable over here. You know what I mean? Because like I said, you got because soccer is competing with the NBA, the NFL. Uh, finally, the NHL is starting to get a little bit of recognition, but like mm-hmm. you're the MLB, like you're competing against this all this big stuff, and then you got tiny MLS. And it's like, you know what I mean? MLS, I think, is barely above the WNBA, which to me is a joke, but that's, Part of it is, that's another topic. I don't think they get as much revenue just from advertising. Because, I mean, you can't just... You, you watch, like, basketball, football, baseball, all that. There are, there are breaks constantly where they're just pumping ads in. You don't get that in soccer. Mm-hmm. 
you get it before the match where everyone's like, all right, well, I'm just going to wait till kickoff. Then you watch the first half. It's like, all right, now we have not even 15 minutes of ads because you have to have the halftime show in. So you get however many minutes of advertising in halftime. Then you get the second half of the match and that's it. Nobody's watching. Nobody needs to watch before and after. That's not what they're there for. So like you're the only advertising you get is either on like the sidelines or whatever, you know, the actual in-stadium advertising or like during the halftime. I mean, you don't, you get so much more in the other sports. No, I, I completely agree, man. Like I said, it's uh, America doesn't find it very marketable, so I think that they, that's why they're not investing money. Like I said, it's just like the WNBA. You know what I mean? Like most people don't even know they have a WNBA team in their in their city because yeah. it's just not marketable. Nobody wants to see that when you can watch. The it NBA is kind of insulting the way the WNBA is set up, where it is literally completely funded by the NBA. It's like I feel kind of they, bad. They or, could survive on their own. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel bad because it's like, man, it's like they literally can't support themselves as a league. But like at the same time, it's like you see people complain. It's like at the same time, you see people complain about it. And it's like, well, you know, show up for it. You know, like I, I mean, I, I'm not a basketball person, so I guess I'm kind of hypocritical here. But like, I don't, I don't watch anyway. But, you know, you see a lot of people are like, oh, people don't watch the WNBA because they're sexist or whatever. It's like, but nobody's showing up. That was like, terrible. If, I'm like, no, it's, it's like, just terrible sports. <laughs> it's like, if people were sexist, then women would be showing up at least, but they're not. Like, nobody's showing Like, not to say nobody's showing up, but, I mean, it, it's just not a, a huge turn up. I mean, they listen, also don't play a lot. All those, don't they only play like Yeah, all the people they show, like, in the stands during the TV broadcast, if they even do have a TV yeah. broadcast, I think they're CGI, because I don't know anybody going to fucking <laughs> WNBA game. And then, I used to feel bad for them until you find out that they negotiated their own okay. terrible contracts. And I'm like, well, I don't feel bad for you anymore. You decided to sign yeah. this piece of shit deal because they were like, oh, well, we want part of our jersey sales. And then they signed for that. And then they realized they made like two cents. And I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> don't be mad now. You agreed to that shit. I guess they play 36 games. So I don't know where I got my number from, but that's terrible. That's not anything. NBA is 82. Yeah, I didn't they play like a shortened season a while back in the NBA? I feel like they did yeah, like a number of years ago. I thought they played like a, a shortened season for some reason. It was really good. Because of COVID, they played a, a shorter year, but it wasn't like no, this was a bit longer. I, it was like sixty some games still. Uh, ninety eight, ninety nine. I feel like that was even longer ago than I was thinking. Oh, that was the lockout though. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah they, but like I feel like those shortened seasons are the most entertaining. Like I feel like if you have too many games, a lot of the games just don't feel like they matter. Like that's how I feel like a baseball. I mean, we're like a, currently right now we're like thirty something games in. I think so. We're like a third of the way through the season. Oh, okay. So now, like this is the thing. Like for the NBA, it doesn't usually start till well. What most people say is oh, the NBA doesn't thinking. really officially start till after Christmas. I'm sorry to cut you off. Like the 2011, really 2012 season, there was a lockout and they played 66 games. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I remember that being I knew it was 60 something. Yeah. 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 I, I yeah. Cause like, it's like, um, yeah. it, pe- most people believe that the NBA starts after Christmas, like Christmas day, you know, cause like that's Christmas day mm-hmm. is like the big day for, for basketball games. And then after that, like, that's when it's the playoff race. You know what I mean? Like that's when like, 
almost every game fucking matters for seeding, you know. Yeah. Plus the trade the trade deadlines coming up, so people are wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like I said, it, at a certain point, I'm just like, man, I uh, there's too many games. I just can't get into it. Like it with uh, baseball, I'm just like, there's there's way too many. 162 games. It's like they play constantly. It's like every other night, essentially. I'm like it's just too much. It's way too much. Like short, it's like a hundred games even. Let me ask. I love playoff baseball and I love like playoff hockey. But regular yeah, season, I'm, you can. I'm keep, fine with that. Yeah. You can keep that shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Keep that shit. <laughs> but like when you're a hundred games into a season, and it's like, oh man, game number one hundred. We still have sixty-two to go. It's like Jesus Christ. That is more than the number of games in <laughs> like a lot of sports full seasons. Like this is insane. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. They play like nine months out the year, I think. Because spring training is about to come up soon. Like, and you know, we just had like the season starts in April, and they play till like through October. So you got November, December, January, February, March. But the the like you said, like spring training and stuff starts early because then they have like the, you know, like the spring training leagues and everything like that. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty insane, man. (laughs) But. I kind of want to uh, switch subjects here a little bit, but I kind of want to ask you a question, Josh. Is that all right? Up against February. Ah, oh, crap. It's, it literally says Friday, February, and then it's cut off. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in February, though. Uh, February 24th. Yeah. So, you, yeah. Jesus. That's what I'm saying, yeah, man. That's three, like, no time like three and a half to four months, essentially, where they're not playing. Good grief. Anyway, what was the other thing you wanted to bring up? We're good. Hey, John, can I what ask was the other thing you were going to bring up? It, it doesn't have anything yeah. to do with sports, but I kind of want to ask you a question. Okay. Are, are you a DC or a Marvel guy? I uh, actually don't really care for superhero films in general, if I'm being honest. I'm not a huge, not a huge superhero guy. I, if I, I, there are films I like from each of them, uh, but I don't really pick one over the other. Uh, I like the Batman movie, the Matt Reeves one. Like Batman is a superhero, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. But I'm trying to think. Uh, I liked a couple of the Thor movies. I liked Ragnarok. I thought that one was all right. It was entertaining. I got a little annoyed at the, uh, what was the most recent one? Uh, oh, the uh, Love and Thunder? Love and Thunder. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That one I got a little annoyed at. I was like, all right, this is a little too, a little too much. Um, yeah. I, I only bring that up to bring up. Uh, I just watched Black Adam on HBO Max, like uh, okay. uh, maybe two days ago. Yeah, what a dog shit movie! DC keeps <laughs> upsetting me though because like, <laughs> I love DC, man. Like I'm, I'm the biggest DC fan. I literally have like yeah. a collection of like Batman Funkos and shit. Like I love DC because like their animated mm. shows just shit all over Marvel. Like they just shit all over them, and their storylines are mm. better. But they do god awful when it comes to movies because warner brothers fucking sucks when it comes I, to making i will say marvel movies. is absolutely winning the culture war right now in the sense of like people oh, are flocking to their movies left and right they are people love them they have their whole extended universe on point it all makes i mean within the grand scheme of things it makes sense it all connects well and then you have dc where it's just like all right we're gonna put out man of steel uh our right, batman and superman are fighting now 
And now we have the Justice League. It's like, what the hell? What? Where'd all these people come from? (laughs) You put out one Superman movie and all of a sudden the Justice League is forming. What's going on here? (laughs) It's fucking terrible, man. Luckily, thank God, DC supposedly announced that uh, they're going to put out new movies. They're going to redo Batman, Wonder Woman, all that shit. Because they said that hopefully this time Warner Brothers isn't going to have such a big say-so because I firmly believe this Warner Brothers is fucking it up. Because like Warner Brothers, they didn't think the TV shows, like the animated series, was gonna be anything, and they're so man. good, man. Like they're so good. Me and my brother just rewatched the uh, animated series of Justice League. Man. Listen, Josh, Chef's Kiss, Chef's Kiss. It's so <laughs> good, man. <laughs> but these movies, like, I get into arguments with people because I tell them I'm like DC is better than Marvel when it comes to like comics and animated series. Yeah. And people are like, that's not true. Have you seen the Marvel movies? I'm like, fuck your movie. You're like, I, I understand. The movie, you're dunking all over DC. Marvel's yeah. got it, hands down. But I did. As an I animated did series and comic the, books. Uh, the animated Batman show and then like the movies oh. were fantastic as a kid. I loved watching those. Yeah. RIP, yeah. Mr. Conroy. The voice, the original voice yeah. of Batman from the animated series just passed away recently. Yeah, I got in an argument with somebody uh, just the other day. Or no, it wasn't an argument. I think I was talking on the podcast even about like the Zack Snyder's Justice League. I was like, I'd, I'm not even going to watch the, the Justice League movie. One, because the shit. first version of it, people hated. And then Zack Snyder, I don't think he's a good director. I don't like him as a director. I think he's terrible. Think, I'm not watching his movie. He's an overblown director. <laughs> yeah, I think he's overblown. Like he's just I one went of those down the like list. Yeah. I went down the list of like the movies he's made. And I'm like, tell me any of these films that were actually good. And there's not one on the list. People will point to 300. 300 is not a great movie. It's a recognizable movie. But if you sit down and watch it again, it's not good. It's just interesting. And interesting is being done. It's interesting cinematic photography. That's it. Like, he has not made any good movies. Gerard Butler with spray-painted abs was not a great film. (laughs) Yeah. With that terrible yeah, yeah. accent, too. I was like, what the fuck is that <laughs> accent? Yeah, it's an iconic movie for sure, but it's not because of Zack Snyder. Yeah. It is, it's literally yeah. just the sequel a few was like worse. the. I never even saw the sequel. I heard it was absolutely awful. Oh, but, dog shit. Yeah. Dog shit. <laughs> Complete crap. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm just like, man, he's not a good director. But And then people are like, we need the Snyder cut. We need to see his vision for the DC universe. I'm like, I think people were just desperate to get uh, DC content. They didn't care who made it. And it's like, this is not the guy yeah. to go to for this. Because, like, DC fans, man, like I said, like myself, for the longest when we saw, like, Marvel taking off, again, it's like, bro, DC storylines are so much better. So it's yeah. like, oh, if we could get a DC movie, people would see that DC's better than Marvel. But then the people mm-hmm. that they give, like, the creative cuts to is so bad. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are y'all doing? Like, even the old Batmans, yeah. like, with jo- with George Clooney as Batman, I was like, the fuck is this fuckery? Man? Is. I was like, yeah. this is terrible. He was the one that had the, the nipples on the suit and everything. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> yes. I'm like, what are y'all doing right now? Oh, man. My favorite Batman yeah. was Michael Keaton. And Adam good, West. Man. And that's only because Adam West talked hilariously. Adam West. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> It is literally it is hilarious how DC has just screwed it up so bad. They come into it and they're like, "We've got this amazing, these amazing story arcs, these amazing characters, 
Anyway, here to direct the film is Mr. Magoo. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, it's insane, man. Insane. Uh, we actually did a, uh, me and my brother were just talking one day. Like, So I, I have two brothers. So it's me and my two brothers were sitting down in the living room. And we just kind of had like a conversation about uh, who would win in an all-out battle, like DC versus Marvel. And we yeah. kind of came down to DC. Now, I was a homer, obviously, but like my brother doesn't yeah. give a fuck about either one. And then we kind of just like got down to breaking it down, where yeah. I think DC would just shit all over Marvel. Because I don't think there's anybody in Marvel that can like beat uh, everybody from DC. Like, you got yeah. Darkseid. You know, Marvel has Thanos, I guess. But then we got Superman. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck is beating Superman? And then Black Adam. <laughs> One's an alien, you know what I'm saying, whose only weakness is kryptonite. And the other one literally has abilities of like six gods that was granted to him by magicians. You the know? only thing beating Black seven. Adam is the box office numbers. It's not going well for us. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible, dude. I'll tell you, The Rock was a terrible choice. I mean, I get it. I Like I said, I watched the movie and it's just... It's like pandering, but to like children, and it's mm. it's weird. It's like I I just I don't even know how to describe how bad it was. John. I can't put my finger on one thing because the whole <laughs> thing was so bad. I I will say like I think DC is really screwing up by getting rid of Henry Cavill. Like I don't understand the thought process of this is a guy that everyone wants to see as Superman. If we make a Henry Cavill film, people are going to come see it, and they're like, let's get rid of him. And it's like I don't. I can't wrap my head around it. It's like, you know, he's a guy fans are clamoring for. When people saw that he was in Black Adam at the end, people went nuts for it. They're like, he's back. He's back as Superman. They were going nuts because uh, Dwayne Johnson yeah, was like promoting that he might come back. And people are so excited. And it's like, James Gunn's like, yep, well, we announced that uh, Henry Cavill is no longer working on Superman. It's like, how stupid do you have to be to think that's a good idea? Like I said, you're just spitting in the face of the fans, man. It's it fucking blows. I guess like I'm a big I DC understand. fan. I definitely thought Henry Cavill was the best Superman. Yeah, it it blows my mind. Like I I don't understand why it's like, what do the fans want? Because if we give them what they want, we make money. Like I just don't understand like what their thought process is of like, no, we have an artistic vision we're we're looking at. It's like, give the fans what they want. That's how you succeed and make money. That's it's. it's like, I understand there's more to it, like making the good films and everything, but it's like, it's not complicated. It's easy to do in the grand scheme of things to make money. It's like, what do the fans want? All right, let's do that and make a bunch of money. It's like, I don't get it. Yeah, it seems like they can't get out of their own way, though, is the problem. Like I said, Warner Brothers Studios, I just do yeah. not understand. They cannot get out their own way. Yeah. Like I said, I think that's what happened with Zack Snyder they, as well, because it's like, I mean, I forget how much they cut from his version of the justice league as well. The Zack Snyder's Justice like the, the second version, they still cut a bunch of stuff from that to trim it down. It's like that, that's a guy that is so far up his own ass. Like he's, he has a specific vision. It's like, it's great. You should be able to make whatever films you want, but if you're working on someone else's IP, you need to make it how that, like the fans of that want it to be made. Like your artistic vision doesn't matter if, it's not what the fans want or what they're interested in. And I feel like they don't get that for some reason. Yeah. I just, I hope he doesn't, you know, blow his fucking back out while he's busy sucking himself off. Cause Jesus Christ, man, a three hour fucking movie. <laughs> then you release this cut. That's like four hours. And I'm like, all right, dude, like I get it. You think you're the greatest 
you know, film director that ever lived and shit like that. But I'm like, God, blow it out your ass, dude. Like, this is too much. And it's not even that good. It's all like bullshit dialogue. I'm like, God, dude. I was like, look at Marvel. Watch a Marvel movie and be like, okay, this is obviously what the fuck the fans want. And instead you go over this like super dark, like, I don't even know what to call it. Like some weird piece where you're like, no, no, no. We're going to get into the deep, dark psyche of the Justice League. Where I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck. Like, that's the last thing I care about, bro. Come People on, just want to watch superheroes and supervillains beat the shit out of each other. That's all they want. They just want to see their favorite characters fight it out. Yeah. I mean, I get the world building and shit like that. Like, I don't, don't get yeah. me wrong. I, I, there definitely needs to be world building and stuff like that. But, like, the thing I hated about the Batman with Robert Pattinson, uh, Robert Pattinson yeah. is, like, he was this sad boy, emo-ass Batman. Where I'm like, bro, Batman is a billionaire playboy philanthropist. He should be more like Tony Stark. You know what I mean? Like y'all got him mm. all like, yeah, I'm just sad and depressed. My uh, family died when I was, you know, seven. <laughs> and it's like, come on, dude. Like I get it. You can have a dark side, but in all the TV shows and the animated series, he's always lively when he's out because he's Bruce fucking Wayne. Everybody's like, damn, I want to be that fucking guy. Man. And instead, I'm watching Robert Pattinson to be like, God, if I was that Batman, I'd want to kill myself too, shit. I actually really like the, the Batman. I like that movie. You're not wrong, though. I, I do agree that he was but, kind of one note in that he should have had more of a, you know, outgoing side as Bruce Wayne. Not as Batman, but as Bruce Wayne. He, yeah. you know, like, he just no, listen, he didn't seem to show up as Bruce Batman. Wayne. He was, yeah, he was a good Batman, but just a terrible yeah. Bruce Wayne where I was like, this is the saddest Bruce Wayne. I thought Christian Bale was the mm-hmm. best Bruce Wayne. Like, he did do a very far, good job as Bruce Wayne, yeah. I think those movies got a, yeah. little, a little campier as they went along. The first one was okay. The second one, I think, I really like it, but I do think it's overrated. I think people give it a lot of credit for Heath Ledger and then him passing away as a, after playing the Joker. And then the third one, I, I was just like, hey. Yeah, it's... But he did do a good job Wayne. as Bruce Wayne. It's like that showboaty billionaire. Yeah, like where he buys out a yacht with the entire ballet. I was like, fuck mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, that's some shit Bruce Wayne would do. I'm like, hell yeah. Exactly, you know yeah. I have just a bunch yeah, he... of hot ballerinas on a yacht. <laughs> yeah, he should be this big, showboaty, bombastic billionaire guy who's just throwing money around, you know, living life large and everything like that, like controlling like everything he wants. Like, that's how Bruce Wayne should be. And then I like Robert Pattinson's yeah. Batman, like as Batman. Where it's like, yeah, he's dark. Yeah, he's like, kind of sinister. Like, I did like that more than Christian Bale's because Christian Bale yeah. at the time was like kind of goofy. It was so over the top at times. I also didn't like that suit either. The one that Christian Bale wore. Hmm. Like, that was also too much. I was like, this is like, they kept making it like, they kept making it more like modern, I guess, or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? It was Where too they were, like, clean. It, more, like... it was too smooth and clean. Yeah, like, it, it just looked too... too futuristic almost. Yeah, that, that's the word I was looking for, futuristic. And then it was like bulky as shit. I was like, bro, come mm. on now, man. Like, Batman's got to do all this shit. Why does he want all this fucking bulk for? That's why I didn't like, um, yeah. what's his name? Ben Affleck. I didn't like his fucking Batman either. I was like, what is this dog shit? Yeah. I was like, why do we have Ben Affleck here? I was like, let him be at home just fucking kissing J-Lo's ass on the beach. Like, let him be. <laughs> Don't bring him to the to ruin my fucking Batman. Like you said, I didn't watch Justice League, but I did watch the Batman versus Superman movie. And to me, the biggest problem with that is like it in no world is Batman going to beat Superman. Like Superman could just kill him whenever he wants. 
Like it's just he's just not a threat, and they have so to. That was actually the way. Go ahead. So, like canonically, technically, uh, mm-hmm. Batman does, but because Batman finds out Superman's weakness, which is Kryptonite, and then, like oh, yeah. I say, he does something similar to in the movie where he realizes his weakness and he uses it against him. So he technically beats Superman. The thing I didn't like is that, like in the comics, Batman beats Superman. But in the movie, they made it a draw because then all of a sudden they got to go save Wonder Woman. And I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. I'm like, I, I understand like knowing the kryptonite thing. Like I do get that. But like to me, it's like, OK, Superman just needs to stay away from him in the kryptonite and just him with his laser eyes from a distance. It's like it just it, it's it's such a specific scenario that Batman has to find himself in in order to win. And then the whole movie is like him like gunning down people from his vehicle like random like goons on the street or whatever i'm just like this doesn't this movie is just not good like i didn't i didn't, I didn't like it i think there would have been better ways I, to I go about it. getting him in a scenario to be on equal terms with superman yeah i i hated it i actually changed my answer fucking uh ben <laughs> affleck is my least favorite batman i hate i hated him as batman like hated him yeah i, uh, I don't know I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm not huge on superhero movies to begin with. I do try and keep up with some of them, but for the most part, I'm just like, eh. like I feel like the Marvel films, so many of those are the exact same thing, just kind of reskinned with different characters. Um, I feel like well, I just try to kind of keep DC, up with certain stuff. Yeah, the DC movies are just bad. <laughs> so it's like I don't keep up with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just not good, man. But like, I just try to keep up with like pop culture shit you know what i mean because it's like especially like you know like you know doing a podcast and stuff like that and having different guests i kind of try to just stay up on a little bit of everything so i can talk Mm -hmm. about anything with anybody but yeah yeah man sometimes like those movies like just movies in general now kind of suck man you know what i mean like i'm like that but i mean i get it i sort of have a fan it's gotta be ideal but like, as someone who's not a huge superhero guy, I'm like, man, I just really wish there were less superhero movies. I feel like there's a new one coming out every month. I'm like, man, I just, I want new movies to come out that are like original ideas that aren't rehashed old movies. It's like we have all these superhero movies. Yeah, that's the thing I don't all like. These, all the all the Disney all the remakes, remakes that they're doing. It, yep. I'm just like, man, it's just the live action. Something new that's good. It. Yeah. Aladdin was like my favorite Disney movie as a kid, and then they made this fucking mm-hmm. live action remake, and everyone's blowing Will Smith about how great a genie he was. And I was like, so we just all forgot that Robin Williams was the greatest genie ever. I'm like, so we're just all gonna forget that shit. I'm like, we just somebody sees Will Smith with his shirt off, and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, a live action. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All these live action remakes are dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... So many at the same time too. Like they have, there's like three Pinocchio movies coming out at the same time. They had the Lion King one come out. I forget what was the other one. There was a, oh the the Jungle Book the is what I was thinking of. I think they had they had two or three Jungle Book movies come out all around like the same like within a year or so. They were all live action ones. Yeah. It's like because they're like it's oh just, we got to strike while the iron's hot. I guess yeah. It's just like but I'm just like man I don't. I wasn't really asking for this to begin with, and now there's three of them. Like, why? Like, why? If I the, whichever one comes out first is the one. Like, I didn't watch any of them, but like, if I'm an average like moviegoer, I'm like, I'm gonna watch the first one that comes out, and then I'm not gonna be interested in the other two because I just saw the remake. It's like, why? Why would I watch the others? It doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, it's like you said, though, man. I just kind of want somebody to have an original fucking thought. Like I said, because I remember when I watched, like, Castaway with Tom Hanks, and I was like, this mm-hmm. movie's fucking incredible. And I remember, like, you know, mm-hmm. back then, like, people were taking, like, creative chances, and, like, it was good. And, you know, it was, like, good for cinema. And now, like I said, mm-hmm. everything's just a regurgitation of old shit where they're like, guess what, guys? It's- we're remaking something that was already out 30, 40 years ago. And But we're going to put a modern twist on it. Like that all-female Ghostbusters. I was like, oh, come on, that was doomed from the start. It, but yeah, it, it's literally just like a this whole world culture sometimes like, it goes too far. Yeah, it's literally science over. They're like, all right, this is like the peak length of a film for audience engagement. This is what they're interested, in. and it's like it's literally like like research studies, and then they make like movies based on that. And it's like this is so boring and uninteresting. They just make the ones that they can yes, market the absolute too much. peak amount. Yeah, just like the Ocean's Eleven with all women too. I was like, God, like, I was like, I get it, man. Ocean's Eight, like, I think, right? Is yeah, some shit. I'm like, dude, I, yeah. I get it. Y'all are woke, whatever the fuck. Like, but stop pushing this garbage down my throat. I'm like, there's a reason that that movie was so good. You know what I mean? Like, it had the hottest actors at the time. It was original mm-hmm. idea, and people are like, but there was no women there. I'm like, I mean, Julia Roberts was there. What the fuck, man? What do you want? I think if they'd made Ocean's Eight. The same cast, same story and everything, but just didn't have any connection to the Ocean's Eleven movies, it would have done a lot better. Yeah, that's the problem is they're attaching it to this other shit. Trying to piggyback off the coattails of a more successful story isn't going to work. Especially, like, unless they make a better movie than the originals, it's not going to go over well. And of course they're not going to make a better one because those are classics. And it's like, all right, so we're going to try and do the exact same thing with like a cast that you know people aren't really resonating with because it's a bunch like i'm trying to think of who they even had they had julia roberts they had uh what was that chick's name sandra bullock wafina sandra bullock yeah yeah uh oh what's the other one she was the oh man i'm gonna look up the cast here so i don't get this horribly wrong uh yeah, it's like I they had Rihanna in it. I'm like, what is this cast? Uh Kate Blanchett, that's who I was trying to think of. Sarah Paulson, Rihanna, Helena Bonham Carter, Aquafina, Mindy Kaling. I'm like, these aren't people that a lot of people are going out to the movies to see. Nobody's going to the movies just to see Aquafina. Nobody's going just to see Helena Bonham Carter. Not that she's a bad actress, or any of them are. But it's like this is not who I go to for an all-star cast of 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 women actors. You know, Rihanna. Nobody's going to the movie just to see Rihanna. That and you have James Corden in it, which if yeah. anything is going to turn people away. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, I just, I don't understand. It's, like I said, I just don't <laughs> understand this new whole trying to reimagine Hollywood where I'm like, man, a good movie is a good movie, you know? I don't think that people really yeah. care about like, like you said, no one gives a fuck about it being an all-female cast. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about it being an all-female cast. I give a fuck about it being a good movie. And the problem is, like yeah. you said, you're trying to ride on the coattails of an already previously successful franchise that had George Clooney, Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. you know, like these big-ass names. And at the time... They were just was, trying to be those movies instead of just making their own creative idea and making a good film. Yes. Yeah, they weren't trying to make it seem like because the other thing that I don't like about the like all female remakes is that they try to make it to where like, oh, the women are so much smarter than the men. 
And I'm like, or like, they're so much stronger and independent than the men. And I'm like, dude, why do you got to keep pushing this message so hard? I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. Yeah. Stop trying to make a message and just try to make a good movie. It, yeah. That, that's the problem is they trying to put all this underlying shit in there. And I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care who's smarter. I just want a good movie, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. We're almost at an hour and a half here. I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on real quick before we wrapped up. Uh, no, that's pretty much it, man. But I've, I had a great conversation with you, Josh, and I actually hope that you'd be willing to uh, come on Block Talk, man, if you want mine. Sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll lay it down right now. Put it yeah, yeah, thank uh, you so I much for coming on, man. I appreciate on, it. Uh, I had a great time chatting. It's so nice having uh, someone with sports knowledge on talk about the the world cup right after it wrapped here it was perfect timing i was like man i need to talk about yeah. this and i was like who's the guest i, I want to check again because i have so many episodes coming up here i'm like i need to check the schedule who is it and i see yeah, it was you and i'm like oh my god this is perfect perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah hell yeah dude. yeah i love sports man uh, yeah uh, I, I actually need a couple guests too for sports stuff because I didn't realize how hard it is to like, like, so for block talk, it's super easy to find guests, but like mm-hmm. at finding people that are willing to come give like sports opinions. I realize a lot mm-hmm. of people have strong opinions about sports, but they're not willing to come share them. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know why but it's like, I guess they don't want to seem like, I don't fucking know. I don't know what it is. I have very strong opinions about them. things. I don't know anything about, and I'm happy to share it. <laughs> well, hey, perfect then, man. I love to have you on both shows. Honestly, like I said, I, I'd, I'd love to have you on, man. Anytime. Sounds good, man. Awesome. Yeah. Tell before we go, tell everyone where they can go to check out your stuff, and uh, the links will be in the description, obviously. Okay. Yeah. So we're on all major uh, audio podcast formats: uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, all that good jazz. It's a uh, Block Talk B L O K K Talk T A L K two words and then uh sports stuff is the sports show where i talk shit and give you what some people deem to be terrible sports opinions even though they're <laughs> backed by statistical facts and um, it's called sports stuff which is a uh, stuff is spelled s-c-h-t-u-f-f sports stuff and uh, we're also on youtube under cement block productions and if anybody wants to reach out and dm me it's a uh, cement block underscore productions and uh, my name is boogie and thank you so much for having me josh Thank you so much for being here, man. I had a great time. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Appreciate it. It's episode 154. Go check out deadjesterproductions.live. Links to all of our stuff on there. Because apparently, uh, as of today, I saw you can't link on Twitter anymore. So, like, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure out how to promote <gasps> stuff now. They uh, they blocked, uh, like, you can't link to, like, Linktree or, like, tiny URLs or anything. Like, you, you can't promote your stuff on Twitter anymore. And uh, we'll see. That okay, could be uh, overturned. That could be overturned very quickly because apparently that's a huge issue, especially in the uh, the U- the EU, the European Union. Uh, I think it is in the US as well, like because it it create uh, what was the I can't remember what the phrase is, uh, like yeah I can't remember the phrase, but it's apparently it's a, it's a big problem because like you can't link anything out, like especially for like journalists. Uh, what is it called? It, it makes them an editorial platform essentially because they're picking and choosing like where you can get the information from. So like if a journalist is, a, isn't allowed to post like the link to his 
like article or whatever, it's like, oh, you're silencing our, uh, like our journalistic approach. Therefore, you are an editorial platform and not a social media, like free speech platform or something. I forget how it's worded, but it'll change how Twitter is viewed. And so they can lose a ton of money on it. Not that it's illegal, but it, I guess it just changes how they're viewed in the eyes of the government. And so they have to pay a lot more in like taxes or something. And I forget how it all works out, but they're just viewed differently. So we'll see how it holds up. That's insane. But as of right now. Yeah. Supposedly, I mean, they said they were going to be tweaking a lot of stuff. So hopefully that's one of the things they bring back. Yeah. And then uh, Elon Musk had done a, a, a thing where uh, he... <laughs> He had done like a poll. I'm going to pull it up here right before we go. Uh, oh, did he delete it? W- nope, no, it's still here. He he said, uh, should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. And 58% of people said, yes, you should step down. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I doubt he will. The last time he did a poll, he changed it. He said, never mind, I'm doing a new poll because he, he didn't get the result he wanted. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't think yeah, anything yeah. will change. Uh, I mean, like, school, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, I definitely hope they get, they're able to do that because, yeah, that's bullshit, man. How are people supposed to promote things? I mean, Twitter's a, Twitter's they're a big gonna platform lose so many for people. yourself. You know? yeah, yeah, it's like all the content creators are like, all right, well, we're out of here. Why would we stick around? We can't promote our stuff. There's no point in our being here. You know? Yeah, because I mean, the one, one thing that I use to promote myself is like Instagram, but that's because like, you know, I'm a, I, I do like production, so I do like little videos and stuff like that. So Instagram is the best for that. But I do use Twitter every now and again. But yeah. that, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, I just mainly use it for uh, promoting our stuff. But anyway. Hopefully they fix that, man, so you can keep on promoing. Hopefully. Otherwise, I'm going to have to try out Mastodon that everyone keeps talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Truth Social. Fuck it, Josh. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that'll go well with our audience. Uh, I don't... <laughs> Based on like what we, I mean, we try and stay so it's like non as non political as possible on the show. People definitely know like, like I lean more left. Most of our guests have leaned more left most of the time. We definitely have other people on the other side of the spectrum on here. Like Klaus, I think leans a little bit differently than I do a lot of times. But like we went, if we just went on Truth Social, I think a huge portion of our audience would boycott us, for one. But I think we'd, I just don't think we get the traction we want. I also don't feel like being know, yeah. on a no, platform that asks for your social security information. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just, I'm just talking shit, but yeah, no, yeah because I'm, I'm definitely in the middle. But I just, yeah. I find true social so hilarious that I just tell people they should promo shit on there because I'm like, I just think it'd be funny. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> just gonna be our new thing. We're gonna make social. NFT trading cards for Digest Productions. It'll be our new thing. Buy them now for the low <laughs> cost of right clicking and saving as. <laughs> Uh, awesome man. thank you so much for coming on i had a blast i really appreciate it oh uh, me too man thank you for having me on like i said it was great thank to you, talk to somebody about the world yeah. cup awesome yeah thank you man thank you for listening episode number 154 we'll see you all next time bye peace